to Grace Notes. Everyone has things in their lives they don't share with others. It's especially true of people who have a public ministry. However, there are times that there is great benefit in sharing the lessons learned through these experiences. This is the case with our host, Barbara Sandbeck. On our program today, she will discuss how God transformed her life from one of dependence on herself to one of dependence on Him. I want to begin by saying that a father's example affects his children greatly. This was true in my case. My dad smoked three packs of cigarettes a day. He had a wooden container on the wall that contained several packs, and when I was ten years old, I took a pack, and my girlfriend and I tried smoking. Honestly, if I were smart, I would never have tried it again based on how sick it made me feel, but practice makes perfect. We continued this off and on for several years. I also want to say that a boyfriend's example can also greatly affect you. When I was 17, I dated an older guy who smoked. I wanted to fit in, so I joined him in it. So began my everyday dependence on cigarettes. God was gracious to me, and I married a wonderful Christian man several years later who didn't smoke. I would only smoke at work and continued, even through both of my pregnancies. We attended church and were faithful in serving there, but I was hooked. I rarely listened to the sermons because I didn't want to feel guilty. I knew it was not good for my body and certainly not good for my singing voice, but the draw and the habit was so ingrained I couldn't stop. Our church hired a new minister I couldn't ignore. The message I remember so well was entitled, Be Sure Your Sin Will Find You Out. Instead of stressing all the thou shalt nots I was used to and could ignore, he elaborated on the thou shalls. I so wanted to quit. I felt like a hypocrite. I'd always thought that if a doctor told me I had to quit, I would. Well, God in his mercy orchestrated this, even though I didn't ask him to. I was always trying to think of different ways to quit, so I switched brands to one that had a different kind of filter. What I didn't realize was that it was made from fiberglass, which can cut the lining of your throat. I developed a sore throat that bled for eight weeks, followed by three weeks of sinusitis. I couldn't sing for more than ten minutes at a time. I went to a doctor who said my tonsils had grown back and that he could take them out, but that he had never cured anyone who smoked. He told me to quit smoking. In six months, my throat would grow a new lining and I'd be fine. And then he added, don't come back having gained a lot of weight. Oh, God spoke to me that day. His question to me was, do you value your singing more than your addiction? This is your last chance to quit. And I knew in my heart it was. That was July 3rd, 1979. God did this for me, and I wasn't even in close fellowship with him at the time. I took my cigarettes and threw them out and said to the Lord, God, I've never asked you for anything other than salvation, but I can't do this on my own. Help me. And while you're at it, can you help me lose weight too? And he did just that. Every time I wanted a cigarette, which was almost every five minutes at work, I would think about not eating. And every time I wanted to eat, I would think about not smoking. Within three weeks, the draw was mm, a little less. 
but I had lost thirteen pounds. <laughs> Food tasted better, so I didn't need to consume as much to be satisfied. My throat did indeed grow a new lining, and I could sing without pain for a long time. The desire to smoke, I have to say, lasted two years, but I never gave in, thank God. I am thankful it took so long, though, because it made me never want to ever smoke again. The struggle was surely worth it. I realized that smoking for me was like trying to get back at my dad for his lack of positive attention initially. It also kept me from a close relationship with both my husband and God. A great barrier was lifted the first day I came home from work and realized I hadn't smoked. My desire for the Lord became what I desired most— my marriage blossomed, too, and all because God loved me enough to work with me and guide me through the long process of switching dependencies from cigarettes to Him. He never gave up on me. He picked me up from the miry clay and set my feet on the rock to stay. Out of His great love, He picked me up, set my feet on a sturdy even better. Twelve years later, my husband encouraged me to make a recording of my songs. To get my voice in shape to record, I hired a noted Peabody voice teacher. I was progressing very well. He seemed pleased with me. About that time, the business I worked with moved me to a cubicle next to two people who smoked. I'd become incredibly allergic to the smell by that time, so my throat was closing up and I coughed a lot. When I went to my voice lesson, I just couldn't make anything happen correctly. After trying unsuccessfully to make a run for the third time, the teacher asked me how long I had smoked. I told him 12 years, but that was 12 years ago. His response was, Well, it certainly has taken its toll. 
Boy, it was like a knife went through me. I left the session discouraged, to say the least. He sent me a letter stating he couldn't teach me any more. I had always felt that since I'd smoked, that I would not have the voice that I could have. This was surely my punishment. At work, I initiated a petition to request a no-smoking policy. Now, I could have been fired for doing it, but God had me solicit a few important people's signatures. So instead of firing me, they actually ended up making it a policy. Now that is definitely God. It wasn't long after that that my throat problem cleared and I could breathe and sing again. I'd written down notes of some of the things the teacher had taught me, and I held them up to God and I said to, to him, You be my teacher, and he was. Six months later, I called the teacher again and asked if I could take three sessions and record them so I could practice with them, and he agreed. One day, shortly after that, when I was practicing, I heard him say something I had never heard before on that tape. He said, Your voice is very beautiful, like that of a 16-year-old. It hit me that I had officially started my habit at 17 years old, I was 35 at the time. God reminded me of the verse in Joel 2.25 that says, The Lord will restore the years the canker worm has eaten away. And I cried with gratefulness to him. God could have let nature and my habit take its toll. But instead, he took my voice back 19 years, one year before I started smoking. What a wonderful, gracious Lord. He gave me the strength to make the right choice and grace to endure the temptation for two years. But most of all, he gave me blessing upon blessing as I draw and continue to draw closer to him. Four years afterward, he gave my husband and I a concert ministry, followed by this radio ministry. So I've told you all of this to challenge you. Is there something in your life you are holding on to that is displeasing the Lord? I knew all along my habit was wrong and certainly not beneficial in any way. You'll know it, too, if you look introspectively. It's not worth it to stay in bondage. Seek the Lord and ask Him to reveal it and give you what you need to remove it from your life. A wonderful, God-filled future awaits you. You can do this with His help. Come
You've been listening to Grace Notes. For more information about this ministry, write to Sandbeck Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Falston, Maryland, 21047. Or email us through our website at www.gracenotesradio.com. Join us on our next program. Until then, let your grace notes be a song of praise.